Hi, and welcome to the Heart of a Perfectionist podcast. I'm your host, Tegan Thompson. I'm a book lover, a chocoholic, and an INTJ living in a world filled with extroverts. I made this podcast to share my experiences and struggles as an introverted perfectionist and to bring the inner workings of an introvert's mind to introverts and extroverts alike. So grab a cup of tea and get comfortable. It's time to unmute. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Heart of a Perfectionist podcast. Merry Christmas and happy holidays, everyone. This is my favorite time of the year, being able to celebrate Christmas and going into a new year with my family. And I know that this year, 2020, has been unconventional in many ways, and a lot of people are celebrating the holidays with less people um and they're not very used to that um for me i actually always have just celebrated christmas and the new year's with uh, my three younger sisters and my parents and so this is like a very normal thing for me and it um is actually really nice to be able to celebrate this way and uh, just spend the day with them um I also just love winter uh, because of the snow and it's colder out so I can wear all my sweatshirts. Uh, And I'm from Minnesota so like I'm super used to cold and snow and everything. Or maybe I shouldn't say used to because it seems like every year when winter comes around, Minnesotans immediately forget that it gets super cold and it stays cold for a really long time and that it snows a ton people just like immediately forget how to drive on the road and it's amazing to watch but this year has been pretty light in terms of snow i think it snowed um a little bit at the end of october and the beginning of november and then it just like hadn't snowed for a really long time. And I thought we were getting no snow for Christmas. And then of course it snowed Wednesday, the day before Christmas Eve and a lot. I think we got over two feet of snow and the roads were terrible. And of course my family decided to wait to do all of our grocery shopping and all of our present shopping until Wednesday, which is something my family does every single year. And this segues perfectly into what we will be talking about today, which is procrastination. Everyone procrastinates at times, uh, but what I will be talking about today is chronic procrastination. And this is a major characteristic and behavior of perfectionists. Uh, So I thought it would be great to incorporate this. Um, So I'd be starting with is talking about the different types of procrastination. There are kind of two overarching types, which is passive and active procrastination. And then there are some subcategories underneath both of those. And I will be looking at um, two for each passive and active procrastination. Um, But of course, there are so many more, and you can go online and look them up and find them and learn about them if some of these things don't apply to you. So to start with, uh, passive procrastination is where 
individuals are often affected by an indecisive behavior where they don't really make decisions very often or they have trouble making decisions or they are unable to self-regulate time um, and so they have a lot of poor time management skills. Uh, passive procrastination is less likely to increase creativity and often leads to undesired outcomes. So one subcategory of passive procrastination is someone who is overwhelmed with the amount of things they need to get done. Uh, so they often have too many things on their to-do list and instead of focusing on any of those things on the list, just one or a couple of them at a time, they choose to not focus on any of them and they'll just push the list off rather than try to work on it uh, small portions at a time to eventually get it done. And the overwhelm type of passive procrastination often leads to a lot of exhaustion because they're never fully able to relax. Um, and this is because they have a lot of things to do on their list and then they procrastinate because there's too many things. And then eventually they have to get those things done and they'll get them done at the last minute because they've been procrastinating. And during that time that they're procrastinating, they're not able to relax because they've always been thinking about, okay, I need to get this done, I need to get this done. When will I get it done? How will I get it done? They're not truly relaxing. And then once they get those things done and they're finished, they just have a whole nother list that comes about because they took so long to finish their uh, original list. And now they have another long list of things they need to do. And they go through this cycle again and again. And the second type of passive procrastination is the person who likes to avoid a lot. And this is when people either struggle to force themselves into uncomfortable or painful situations or tasks, or when people chase pleasurable things unconsciously in order to avoid doing the task. And these two sides can actually correspond to a singular person. So they could be faced with an uncomfortable task or something that they're afraid of doing that might sound painful or uncomfortable and so they avoid it because of this uncomfort and then when presented with something that is more fun or more pleasurable they unconsciously choose to do that instead of the things they need to do in order to continue to avoid it so let's say for example um you know that you need to have an uncomfortable conversation with your boss today. But you get into work and you're just, you don't want to have that conversation, right? You're not in the mood for it. You know it'll make you uncomfortable. You know it might cause some emotional or mental pain. And so you push it off um, until uh, in the afternoon and you say, okay, I'm going to finally do this. And then maybe a coworker comes up to you and says, hey, you want to go get some lunch real quick? And you're like, yeah, sure, let's go do that. And you continue to push it off in order to continue to avoid it because you don't want to go through that uncomfort. So that is the types of 
passive procrastination. And active procrastination is kind of the opposite in that someone who actively procrastinates, they are consciously choosing to delay or push off doing a task. And they often do this because they like to work under pressure and they believe that they perform better under pressure. Active procrastinators prefer this time pressure and they intentionally delay this task in order to increase their motivation to do the task. They often finish the task on time and they will finish the task. They know they will finish the task. It's not about if I will get it done. It's just a matter of when. And this is very opposite from passive where they're like, push off the task and they don't know if they'll do it or when they'll do it and they don't care to think about that whereas active procrastinators they know that they're going to do it they're just going to wait more towards the end of the deadline in order to get it done and they do this because they know that they are less likely to be satisfied with the work that they do if it's done slowly and over long periods of time because often they are aware that there's always room for improvement. And so if you get things done early, you know that you didn't do it to the best of your ability or that there is room for improvement. And so they will continue to tweak it. And in addition to this, a study has actually shown that um, active procrastination can lead to increased creativity despite them procrastinating just as much as passive procrastinators. Um, So the first type of active procrastinator I have on my list is the optimist. And this is someone who believes everything will work out no matter what. They have very little stress around doing a task because they might often believe the task is simple or that they'll have enough time to finish it no matter what. And so they'll wait until the last minute with this hope and this belief that everything will turn out just the way they want it to. Uh, As you can imagine, this doesn't work when a task ends up being more complicated or taking longer than they originally expected. So they may not end up completing the task, but otherwise, most often, they do end up completing the task Um, despite having pushed it off for so long. And the other type of active procrastination is the perfectionist. And the perfectionist is someone who will deliberately delay doing a task um, in fear of not being able to complete that task perfectly uh, because in their mind they have exactly the way they want it to be completed, exactly the way it'll turn out. And if it's not done to that expectation, if it's not done perfectly in their mind, then they have failed. And this is a result often of the perfectionist criticizing uh, constantly every single detail of their work, whether it's minuscule or significant, they will look at it and ask, did I do this perfectly? Or can this get better? And so 
perfectionists will often get stuck in the middle of a task or a project because they have this fear of moving on to the next step after they may have completed the first step to their um, their liking or exactly how they had it in their mind. And so they're afraid to move on to the next step, afraid to ruin what they've already started. And pushing off the task allows them to be okay with submitting like mediocre work when a deadline comes because they know that the deadline comes and they know that they have to submit something. They can't just not do it. And so they'll wait until the last minute when they know that they still have enough time to get it done, but it won't be done to 100% perfection. So they'll complete it to their best of their ability and then submit it within time of the deadline and know that it's okay if it's not perfect because I didn't have enough time to make it perfect. And as you can guess by the title of my podcast, The Heart of a Perfectionist, I am 100% under this category of perfectionism. So how does procrastination affect me? With my experience, I've noticed it mostly when I'm completing schoolwork because it's kind of what I've been immersed in mostly uh, my entire life. I would always wait until the very last minute to write papers or to finish projects or to start studying for a test. I actually just did this with the end of my semester. I had uh, like four or five different papers I had to write and I knew about it way in advance and of course I waited until the very last minute. Um, I didn't start writing any of them until uh, like two weeks out when I knew I had to get started otherwise I would never finish on time all the papers I had to do and um This is a major thing that I've experienced with school and something that I've tried to work on is very hard because changing your behavior and learning um, a new one actually takes a really long time and I don't usually have the motivation to do it to be honest. I also procrastinate in just about every other area of my life um, with work, with sports, with um, things to do with my family. I wait until the last minute when I know it absolutely has to be done. And I actually have started to do this thing where I make deadlines for myself because I need this in order to start earlier. Um, So I make deadlines and I often will set out a deadline that is before the actual deadline. And so depending on what it is, I might do it a couple days before the deadline or a week or something before the actual deadline. And then I will create a detailed plan of how I will complete it, what I will do each day, how long I expect that to take me each day in order to stay on track 
because when I set these mini deadlines, then I have to hit those deadlines. And as I hit each of those mini deadlines, I eventually am going to hit my big deadline and it will be done before um, the true deadline. And then I set it earlier so that I give myself a little bit of wiggle room in case I miss some of my mini deadlines. And uh, this has been working a lot better for me. Um, I actually am studying for the MCAT right now and I just started to create all these mini deadlines for myself and how to study each day in order to be able to be ready and be prepared for the test when it comes around instead of studying and trying to cram everything in within the last two weeks before the exam. But procrastination is still a really big thing that I deal with. I even was doing it as I was trying to plan for this episode of the podcast. I had a whole week to plan for this episode and I said, okay, I'm going to do it. I'll get it done early so I can have it done and be ready to record it. And then I procrastinated and I waited and I pushed it off and I said, okay, now I need to do it. And I had a couple days before I needed to record. And then I said, no, I still got time. And I waited and I waited and I waited until this morning, of course. And then I finally was like, okay, well now I have to plan it. Otherwise it just won't get done. And so then I planned it and now I'm recording it. Um, later than I wanted to, but still getting done today. And so I'm still working every day on not procrastinating. Um, and this kind of leads me into a small list of some pros and cons of procrastinating. I'm going to start with the cons because I like receiving bad news first. So, um, the first thing I have is that procrastination can lead to poor work and academic performance. And this is obviously going to be seen more in passive procrastinating types rather than active procrastinating types because they kind of avoid things and they push things off and they don't have the plan to complete it. Whereas active procrastinators, they have that plan and they know they will complete it. So at least they know they will complete it. It still leaves that the quality of the work being done is not going to be to the best of their ability. Um, so obviously that is a con of procrastinating. Another one is that it can lead to increased anxiety and stress. When you procrastinate, you're pushing things off until the very last second and you're putting all this pressure on yourself to complete something that may be of a lot of importance, a lot of value, uh, may take a lot of time, uh, or might just be a lot of hard work. And you're waiting to do it in a small amount of time. And so this can put a lot of stress on the individual when they're trying to complete those things. And obviously when you're sitting in chronic stress or a lot of anxiety, these can lead into other mental health issues. And 
I know that not a lot of people like to talk about it, but I'm a big proponent for mental health, and I think it's very important to understand that these little things that may seem insignificant can lead to bigger things in the future. And the last con I have on my list is that it can force increased workloads onto other people. And this is especially true for passive procrastinator types when they just don't complete the things they need to get done. And so maybe coworkers have to take those things on in order to compensate for what you haven't done, which increases their workload, increases their stress, increases their anxiety because they have to take on more than they thought they were going to. And um, more than likely, they're going to have to do it in a short time period as well because if you didn't complete it by a deadline, that deadline was in place for a reason. And now it has to get done as soon as possible in order to stay as close as possible to that deadline. Um, And I wanted to throw on some pros to procrastinating because everyone talks about the cons. And obviously... You shouldn't try to procrastinate, but procrastinating isn't always bad. There are definitely situations where procrastinating is a good choice, and depending on the person, procrastinating can help them complete things that they need to get done. So one of the pros to procrastinating is that it allows your mind to process the task or the project you are doing or need to do. And when you process, you're able to think of um, better solutions to the task, things that can be more effective or might result in higher quality. And this is where um, active procrastinators having increased creativity comes in because this leads to this level of creativity that can be innovative when um, completing a task. And this can also allow for better decisions to be made around the task, which is really important when completing something to know that you're doing it to the best of your ability with as much efficiency as possible and to know that what you're doing is what you want to do and what other people want to be done. Another pro is that it allows you to assess the importance um, of the value of the task and the priority you have assigned to that task. So when someone procrastinates and they're consistently procrastinating um, about one particular task, maybe they're in school and they're taking a class surrounding biology and they consistently keep procrastinating with that coursework, whereas all their other courses they're doing fine in, they're getting that stuff completed on time, they're doing it in a timely manner, but it's just this one course, it might allow someone to see, okay, I probably don't have much value or priority assigned to this topic or or, um, this particular task, and maybe it's not something I want to do for me personally, and so understanding that that's not what I want to do and letting that go and knowing that it's okay to let that go because you no longer 
care about it in a way that will allow you to effectively complete it. And then the last thing I have on my list is that active procrastination can actually allow someone to be more productive. And I say this because a lot of the time, people who are active procrastinators will push off big items or large tasks that are going to take a long amount of time or a lot of effort to complete. And so pushing that off so that you can focus on smaller tasks that you know you can finish right away allows them to actually leave more room and more energy to complete those larger things in a timely manner and to make sure that all of the things on the list get done. And so that can actually lead to more productiveness. And the last thing I want to say is that procrastination is normal. Everyone procrastinates and it's not something to be ashamed of. If you are a chronic procrastinator, I think the biggest thing to try and take away from this is to try to find ways and areas that you can be more active in your procrastinating rather than passive. And this is because you're not going to be able to stop procrastinating tomorrow. So if you find ways where you can be active now and today, then eventually you can build up to um, find ways to stop procrastinating. And just don't be ashamed of it, you know. It's okay. Everyone has their faults. Nobody's perfect. And procrastinating is something that a lot of people deal with. So I just want to thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Heart of a Perfectionist podcast. If you want to stay connected and up to date, uh, please follow my social media accounts. I have a Facebook and an Instagram account, both under the Heart of a Perfectionist. I will link them in the description so that you can find them really easily. And if you enjoyed this episode or you got anything out of this, please subscribe, leave a comment, and share with someone you know. And have a great rest of your holidays and a great weekend. And I look forward to seeing you next week on the Heart of a Perfectionist podcast. Wow.